Hello everyone and welcome back to Endopod. For those of you who are new here, hello, my name is Regina Sumarli and I am a third year medical student. Today, we will go through a common condition called prostate cancer, and this episode is made in collaboration with Aberdeen University Renal and Neurology Society. Today, we will cover what prostate cancer is, the epidemiology or who gets them, the different types of prostate cancer, the etiology or the cause of the disease, the risk factors, clinical presentation, investigations, examinations, management, prevention, as well as potential complications that may arise with this common condition. Let us start with what exactly the prostate is. The prostate is a small shaped gland in males that produces a seminal fluid that nourishes and transports sperm. The prostate is below the bladder, which is the hollow organ where urine is stored, and in front of the rectum, the last part of the intestine, just behind the prostate are glands called seminal vesicles that make most of the fluid for semen. Then we have the urethra, which is the tube that carries urine and semen out of the body through the penis and goes through the center of the prostate. Now that we have gone through a bit of anatomy and reorientation, next let's go on to talk about the epidemiology of prostate cancer. So who actually gets them? So. Prostate cancer is one of the most common types of cancer in the world. In the UK, about 1 in 8 men will be diagnosed with prostate cancer in their lifetime. Many prostate cancers grow slowly and are confined to the prostate gland, where they may not cause serious harm. In fact, autopsy studies show that many older men and even some younger men who died of other causes also had prostate cancer that never affected them during their lifetime. In many cases, Neither they nor their doctors even knew they had it. However, while some types of prostate cancer grow slowly and may need minimal or even no treatment, other types are aggressive and can spread quickly. So what are the types of prostate cancers? Almost all prostate cancers are adenocarcinomas. These cancers develop from the gland cells, which are cells that make the prostate fluid that is added to the semen. Other types of cancer that can start in their prostate are very rare, and that includes small cell carcinomas or a type of cancer that can appear in various parts of the body, but most often in the lung. Then we have neuroendocrine tumors, which again is a rare tumor that affects the cells that release hormones into the bloodstream. Or we have transitional cell carcinoma, which is the most common type of bladder cancer. And the last but not the least, sarcomas a type of cancer that can start in a tissue like muscle or bone. Moving on to etiology or the causes of prostate cancer, the causes of prostate cancer are still not very clear. Evidence suggests that prostate cancer begins when cells in the prostate develop changes in their DNA. A cell's DNA contains the instructions that tell a cell what to do. The changes tell the cells to grow and divide more rapidly than normal cells do. The abnormal cells continue living when other cells will die. The accumulating abnormal cells from a tumor that can grow to invade nearby tissue can happen. In time, some abnormal cells can break away and spread, or what we call metastasize, to other parts of the body. Next, let us go through risk factors, which are the factors that can increase your risk of prostate cancer, and these include older age. 
as you age, the risk increases. It is most common after the age of 50 that people start to get increased risk and higher likelihood of getting prostate cancer. Next, we have race. For reasons not yet determined, black people have a greater risk of prostate cancer than people of other races. They are also more likely to be aggressive or advanced. Next, we have family history. If a blood relative, such as a parent, sibling, or child has been diagnosed with prostate cancer, your risk may be increased. Also, if you have a family history of genes that increase the risk of breast cancer, such as BRCA1 or BRCA2, or a very strong family history of breast cancer, your risk of prostate cancer may be higher as well. Next, we have obesity. People who are obese may have a higher risk of prostate cancer compared with people considered to have a healthy weight, though studies have had mixed results. In obese people, the cancer is more likely to be more aggressive and more likely to return after initial treatment. So, in short, there are four important risk factors. We have older age, race, family history, and obesity. So, how can actually a patient present? Well, let's talk about the symptoms and signs associated with prostate cancer. Usually, patients with prostate cancer will need to go and pee more often. This is known as frequency. They might also need to rush to the toilet a bit more, and this is called as urgency. They might have difficulty in starting to pee or what we call hesitancy. They might be straining or taking a long time while peeing because the urine is not coming out as well as it was before. They might have weak flow and terminal dribbling. Terminal dribbling is when the flow of urine does not end quickly but dribbles slowly towards an end. Feeling that your bladder has not emptied food is also a common presentation or maybe blood in urine or blood in semen. These symptoms do not always mean you have prostate cancer. Many men's prostate get larger as they get older because of a non-cancerous condition called benign prostate enlargement. However, the most important bit to remember is that signs that the cancer may have spread include bone and back pain, a loss of appetite, pain in the testicles, and unintentional weight loss. So how do we diagnose these patients? Well, when a patient come in, a doctor will usually take a history of them and then they'll do some examination. So they'll take a look and see and do some tests and they'll do some investigation, looking certain imaging or taking some samples. So how do we go on about this for prostate cancer? So there are actually a few tests that can be done to find out if someone has a prostate problem. The main tests include a urine test to rule out a urine infection, then we have a prostate-specific antigen or PSA blood test. PSA itself is a protein that is secreted by the prostate. An increase may help point towards prostate cancer, although PSA does increase with age. It is also worth noting that false positives are common due to its high specificity and low sensitivity. 75% of men with a positive PSA have a negative biopsy. Next, we have a digital rectal examination to assess size, shape, and surface of prostate. And then we'll move on to some scans. So, doctor may actually ask for an MRI, which is a magnetic resonance imaging scan, and will help visualize what's going on. They might also ask for a prostate biopsy, where a section from the prostate is taken and then sent to be analyzed for cancer. They might ask for a CT, which is a computerized tomography scan using some radiation to help visualize any problems such as spread they might also do a bone scan with or without x-rays. 
This is again to actually check for any spread. The last but not the least, a patient might also be asked to do a urine flow test and an ultrasound scan of their bladder. These are usually done to check for an enlarged prostate. So once someone is diagnosed with prostate cancer, usually the doctor will do some staging. Staging typically describes how much cancer is present in the body and how serious the cancer is. Knowing the stage of prostate cancer can help a person understand what to expect and will inform decisions about treatment. DNM staging is used for prostate cancer. T looks at tumor size. N looks to see if the cancer has spread to the local lymph nodes. And M looks to see if the cancer has spread to other areas in the body. In other words, it is actually looking for any metastasis. Cancer staging is complex and accounts for many different factors. Usually, the lower the number, the less the cancer has spread. Stages may include stage one, which is when the cancer is only present in the prostate gland itself. Stage 2 is when the cancer has not yet spread from the prostate, but a person will have a higher PSA level. Stage 3 is when the cancer may have spread to nearby tissues. And stage 4 is when the cancer may have spread to distant parts of the body. So how do we manage prostate cancer? How does doctors treat and manage prostate cancer? So if someone do have prostate cancer, they may not need treatment. If the cancer is at an early stage and do not cause symptoms, the doctor may suggest either watchful waiting or active surveillance. So what are they? So both watchful waiting and active surveillance are just waiting to see if there are any changes that occur that might need treatment. The best option depends on a patient's age and overall health. Both options involve carefully monitoring your condition. Some cases of prostate cancer can be cured if it's treated in the early stages. When treatment is necessary, the aim is to cure or control the disease so it affects everyday life as little as possible and thus not shorten life expectancy. Sometimes, if the cancer has already spread or it is diagnosed only at a later stage, the aim is not to cure it but to prolong life and delay symptoms. Treatments include surgically removing the prostate or radiotherapy. Radiotherapy is when we actually use radiation to kill the cancer cells. You can do a surgery or radiotherapy either on its own or alongside hormone therapy. Hormone therapy is an option for many people with prostate cancer, but it is used in different ways depending on whether the cancer has spread. Hormone therapy works by either stopping your body from making testosterone or by stopping testosterone from reaching the cancer cells. Prostate cancer cells usually need testosterone to grow. Testosterone is a hormone that controls how the prostate grows and develops. It also controls other male characteristics such as muscle strength, erections, and the size and function of the penis and testicles. If a patient's cancer has not spread outside of the prostate, or what we call a localized prostate cancer, patients might have hormone therapy alongside the main treatment. Hormone therapy can shrink the prostate and any cancer inside it which makes the cancer easier to treat. It also makes the main treatment more effective. All treatment options carry the risk of significant side effects, including erectile dysfunction and urinary symptoms, such as needing to use the toilet more urgently and more often. Newer treatments such as high-intensity focused ultrasound or HIFU and cryotherapy aim to reduce the side effects, but the long-term effectiveness of these treatments are not known yet. 
So how can someone actually live with prostate cancer? Well, survival rates for men with prostate cancer have increased over the years, thanks to better screening and treatment options. Today, 99% of men with prostate cancer will live for at least 5 years after diagnosis. Many men having treatment are cured. Most prostate cancer is slow-growing and takes many years to progress. One out of three men will survive after five years, even if the cancer has spread to other parts of the body. Now let's talk about complications. Prostate cancer can spread to nearby organs such as bladder or travel through the bloodstream or lymphatic system to the bones or other organs. Prostate cancer that spread to the bones can cause pain and broken bones. Once prostate cancer has spread to other areas of the body, it may still respond to treatment and may be controlled, but it is unlikely to be cured. Both prostate cancer and its treatment can actually cause urinary incontinence. Treatment for incontinence depends on the type that a patient has, how severe it is, and the likelihood that it will improve over time. Treatment options may include medications, catheters, and surgery. Erectile dysfunction is another complication. It can result from prostate cancer or its treatment, including surgery, radiation, or hormone treatments. Medications, vacuum devices that assist in achieving erection and surgery are available to treat erectile dysfunction. We have learned a lot about prostate cancer, so how can someone actually reduce their risk of prostate cancer? Well, they can do that by doing these things. So first, choose a healthy diet full of fruits and vegetables, choose a healthy food over supplements, exercise most days of the week, maintain a healthy weight, and talk to a doctor about increased risk of prostate cancer. If you have a very high risk of prostate cancer, you and your doctor may consider medications or other treatments to reduce the risk. In conclusion, prostate cancer is marked by an uncontrolled growth of cells in the prostate gland. It is one of the most common type of cancer in males in UK. The exact causes are unknown and many patients are asymptomatic or showing no symptoms. Symptoms may only show in advanced stage of the disease, but treatment is not always done. Sometimes only an active surveillance is needed. The outlook of people with prostate cancer are fairly positive and have a high survival rate. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Be sure to follow our social media platforms and tune in next week for our next episode of our cancer series on breasts. If you enjoyed the episode, please do follow us at Aberdeen University Endocrinology Society on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. This episode is done in collaboration with the Aberdeen University Renal and Urology Society, so don't forget to check them out on Facebook and Instagram at au underscore renal euro. Also, please make sure to share this podcast with your friends and colleagues. We thank you so much for the support. If you have any requests for future podcasts or any feedback, please let us know.